previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So I had a choice. Do I watch the game or do I sit in the recital hall and pout my, you know, I felt like I owed it to her. After all we had been through, I couldn't ignore her. She went to my recitals. I had to go. Now, wait, so wait, I, this wait, is wait, after wait, she this broke is after up. She yeah. dumped you, right? She dumped me, but right, she's not. I don't know. Bad. Hold on. Littles, we're going to need some <laughs> advisement on that. Was he obligated? No. I, well, Roxy, let, let, the Littles will speak. The Littles will speak. I am a man of honor, okay? I have character. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Happy International Axe Throwing Day. Ooh. I knew that was going to I should ex- set my thing up. Your thi- oh, that's right. <gasps> right? I completely... Did we ever talk about that? I don't know. I got... Yeah, I think we did. Probably. I, it's like... It's was that for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. It been. Yeah. I got Roxy an axe throwing set yeah. <laughs> for Christmas. Now, he's down. It's a toy. <laughs> it's a toy. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's a, one of those you can take to the park. Well, we actually set it up in the apartment. I feel like I could throw some axes right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. okay. All right. <laughs> I might set it up but while you're... But not because of me. Let's, no. Okay, let's make sure the Littles know that, You're Roxy. great, Chuck. Let's make sure the Littles... You're well, my favorite. Be great, but I'm just saying <laughs> let's make sure the Littles know. It's also Happy World Softball Day. Oh, boy. So I'm going to play some softball yep. in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's also Happy National Call Your Doctor Day. Oh. Well, that's something I got to do. Okay. And then this one's my favorite. I knew the axe throwing one was going to be your favorite. And by the way, let's go back real quick. I'm still... Not sure why it's Happy National Call Your Doctor Day, but Happy International Axe Throwing Day. Okay. So I guess everyone can throw axes, but only only people from here (laughs) can call your doctor. I don't know. But anyway, the last one is Happy National Kitchen Klutzes of America Day. What? Well, I'm clearly a member of that. Are you? Are you kidding me with Big Red? Oh, Big Red. Yeah. She doesn't even let me use Big Red. Big Red. But I'm kind of a kitchen klutz. Well. yeah. Klutzes kitchen, of America Day. Kitchen klutz. Right. Well, I might be one of those too because I hate making ice. What's that got to do with being? But you don't. Klutzes means like you. you Something bad happens. Yes. Or, well, well, yeah. Every time I, I, every time I do it, the water spills all over the oh, place. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. And but that's, that's not as that's bad why as I don't do it. Cutting your toe off. Which <laughs> or I like to leave three bottles of jelly in the fridge. But that has nothing to do with being a klutz. <laughs> that's just being annoying. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so when it's National Be Annoying in the Kitchen Day, <laughs> there you go. That's, that's you. my day. That's your club. I've got that the in the bag. Okay, all right. <laughs> this went in a totally different direction. We have a couple shout-outs before we get today's episode started. Congratulations to the Ichabod Crane High School women's softball team back-to-back state titles. Whoa. Now, I think it's like Class B something. Whatever. I don't know, that's still, still exciting. Doesn't matter. That is really exciting. Back to back. That's wow. not an easy thing to do. I mean, when we went, I remember it was a huge deal. The year after I graduated, the baseball team finally won one mm-hmm. for, it would have been forever. Yeah. If ever. Yeah. I don't know if they ever won one huh. before that. But yeah, so that's uh, exciting. So congratulations, my alma mater. Yes. Ichabod Crane High School in Valencia, New York, for all you 518ers up there. Great. Uh, then we have a correction. It's a pronunciation. Oh, boy. I, I found this out from listening to the big show, Roxy. So, uh-huh. you know, last time we picked our Preakness winners, we didn't do so well. Oh, that's right. No one did well. But we were talking about, we were saying Forte. Apparently, it's called Fort. Fort. It's pronounced I guess, fort. would it be Forte if it had a little, what is it? A yeah, a little um, accent. Yeah, over it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. And then next, we want to give out a big shout out, big thank you to Eric Londrigan for becoming a supporter. Yes. We really appreciate it. That's very sweet, especially after you took us out for drinks and cocktail. I'm just I kidding. We, we went Dutch. <laughs> we went Dutch. Uh, we had a great time. We got yeah. to meet up with Eric before he went to the Red Sox-Yankee game here in New York. Yep. And unfortunately, he went to the only one that the Red Sox didn't win. Yeah. But we took the series, two out of three. Good. So, uh, but yeah, we had a great time. He got to meet Sid. We yeah. posted pictures about, of that. Yep. That was really great. It was a fun meetup. It was At a, a very, new spot. Yes, it wasn't Hurley's. No. Uh, we should mention that. It was all in sundries. All in sundry. That's how you say it. Yes. It's spelled like sundry, but, but it's, it's pronounced sundry. sundries. Mm-hmm. Sundry, uh, not just sundries. Singular? Not singular. Plural. Okay. One singular sensation. All right. Oh. Uh, I think he didn't like the clams. What the did oysters? Oh, the oysters. He had the oysters. I think they were missing something. Oh, miss, but the cheese plate that you was got was stellar. The size of your head. It's the si- and you got and the half, half order and you got mm-hmm. the half order. Yep. Yeah. It was so good. So uh, it's a new spot. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. Actually, uh, Sid 
it introduced us to it. Yes. Because we have other friends that work there. Yeah. And it's actually really close it's to our really apartment. Close. It's like one block away. So yeah. we love it for that. Yeah. But we'll still, you know, hang out at Hurley's. Oh, for sure. Because oh. All and Sundry does not have Nigel's Corner. No, so they don't. You can't abandon Nigel's Corner. No. Absolutely. Maybe they'll have Chuck and Roxy's Corner. Oh, maybe. At this Ooh, one? Maybe. Chuck and Roxy's Corner. Uh, That'd be fun. Maybe. Or know. probably Sid's Corner since she discovered it for us. True. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, thank you, Eric, <laughs> for meeting up with us and putting up with us and yeah, hanging out I a little know. bit before the big game. And yeah. most importantly, thank you for becoming a supporter. Yes. As we always say, we really appreciate it. If you want to become a supporter, you can do it for as little as 99 cents a month. Yep. That's not an episode. With 99 a cents a month. Yep. So just head on over to our webpage, loyallittlespod.com. Scroll to the bottom. The link's there. Everything's there. Click there and all the information's there. And like we said, if you don't like the reoccurring every month thing, just head on over to our Venmo page and search. LL Pod. And the little monkey logo will come up thanks to Eric Londrigan. Yes. And you can give us any amount donation one time. Yeah. Everything is, all that's really appreciated. We yes. really appreciate it as we always say. All right, now let's get to some more business and then we'll get to a few emails because we've got something, you know, a little special. A lot of littles have been writing into us and asking us about the Tony Awards. Mm -hmm. And actually, I was really shocked, Roxy. It was not mentioned on the big show at all. Usually, really? well, there was a lot going on over the weekend. Okay. They had a big golf tournament with a huge mm -hmm. final putt, which mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about, obviously, but it was pretty great. Yeah. And, you know, there was just a lot of stuff going Did on. Did they talk about the I-95? No, they didn't bring oh, that up either. Yeah, the I-95 bridge that mm -hmm. just collapsed, I guess, yeah. or part of it. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I hope that's not going to factor Everyone in us getting down to plan, Jingle Fest. Plan accordingly. Yes. If you're traveling down from the Northeast, plan accordingly mm -hmm. to Jingle Fest next weekend, June 24th. Jingle Fest 8. So uh, we're wait. still not even sure when we're getting down there, but we will be down there. We will be there. Definitely by Friday. Mm -hmm. Hopefully... Friday morning for the golf. We're still not sure, but mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday for sure will be there. Sid's coming down with us. Yeah. So you all get to meet Sid for the yeah. first time. Eric already met her. So yes. he feels honored, I think, because he He's was the, the first, first little. Yeah. Well, she was excited too. She's like, oh my God, I finally met a little. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. So the other ones we'll plug as well. August 5th, Summer of Littles. Go to summeroflittles.com for all that information. We'll be diving hard into that as soon as Jingle Fest is over. Yep. And then September 5th, La Cheeserie Night. Part two. Syracuse Mets. Make sure you get your uh, plans for that. Yeah. Because it's over uh, Labor Day weekend. Yep. So it's really. It'll be really fun. It's, it's, it's going to be a great time. We know it is. Yes. Wow. That's a lot of information, Roxy. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm out of breath. But don't worry, we're also here for all your Tony needs, all that stuff, because we actually had some listeners write in yeah. with some questions, and Very that was good fun. good questions. Mm -hmm. And the other one I wanted, to, the first thing I wanted to do was to make sure Glenn Winters, our last Meet the Littles guest, knows he's off the hook, okay? We're not going to read all of them, but we did officially, the Littles are siding with Roxy on this, okay? Okay. The Littles have spoke, okay? okay? And they're saying you should have ditched the recital and gone to the game. Heck yeah. Well, actually, he wasn't going to the game. I think he was just going to watch the game somewhere. Yeah. Because he said he went to the first round, but I'm sure, like, the final four was in another, you know, another mm -hmm. place and stuff. Well, maybe I don't even know back then, but I think he just meant he was going to watch the game. Mm -hmm. And instead, he sat in the recital. Yes. Yep. But anyway, you would have been off the hook. I should have went yeah. to the game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Good. All right. First, we heard from Mike Wolf. Now, I need to preempt this. Now, we mm -hmm. do have the, what's it called? The adult. The yes, the E. What's which that mean? It means explicit. Oh, explicit content. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, we're not usually, we don't roll that way. We kind of roll the Tony way, usually. Right. Usually. Right. Now, I'm going to clean this up, but what I'm going to say is it's very suggestive, meaning like I'm going to clean it up, but if your kids are listening, they'll know what I'm meaning to say. Yeah. So you might want to plug the kids' ears for this one. Okay. Okay. We heard from Mike Wolf, episode DVD. Angry. Because we said, uh, we thought maybe oh. he sounded angry when he wrote it. Right, in right. The, yeah, okay. He says, angry? I could never be angry at you guys. You're the mother effing best. <laughs> I just used exclamation points to make it sound peppier. <laughs> and I thought it was funny with the idea of that little kid watching Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Next, they'll be saying, daddy, daddy, everybody be cool. This is a robbery. Any of you effing pricks move and I'll execute every mother effing last one of you. And he writes in parentheses, Pulp Fiction might not be appropriate for kids. <laughs> Mike Wolf, episode TVD. You know, I guess I could see it now. If he had written everything in all caps with a bunch of exclamation points, then that might have meant he was mad. Okay. But if they were not in all caps, if they were lowercase letters, which I know we've talked about before with exclamation points, then I guess he was just excited. Okay, fair enough. We'll go with that. What do you say, peppier? 
peppier. I like yeah, that. peppier. Peppier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm just realizing Chuck's a dope. We should have done this one first. I should have had Roxy lead. Okay. Because uh, this is from speaking of Glenn Winters. Yes. Episode 237. So proud to have my CNR number. My idea of a status symbol. By the way, when we talked about sports, I mentioned stratomatic baseball, yes. but got distracted and never explained what it is. It was a way of playing baseball with cards and a pair of dice. There was a set of cards for every team and a stat card for every player on the team rosters. The stats were configured so that rolls of the dice would produce results corresponding to the actual performances of the previous season. On your next episode, ask your listeners if they've heard of Stratomatic. I betcha several who are my age will remember it. Thanks again. Glenn Winters, episode 237. Wow, I've never heard of that. No. So I'm really interested in this. Littles, WTFCpodnet at gmail.com or just go to our website. Littlespod.com. And write in because I'm interested. I wish I would have known about this. Yeah, that sounds really fun. It also fun. sounds like this could have been a gambling can we, type Can we of play this at Jingle Fest? Oh, Maybe. Can we bring dice? I don't know what Everyone the game is. Everyone bring a deck of you cards and two pairs of I, dice. You know what, Roxy? Or I a bet pair Ritz, of dice. I bet Ritz knows all about this. Probably. Ritz, you're going to get on this. Yeah. I, I guarantee Ritz knows what this is and how to play. <laughs> well, he probably does. Yeah. It's his thing. That's great. It's great. That's why we have him around. I know. So, anyway, but if not, we're going to find out. Littles, right in. Do you know about this game? Because it sounds kind of fun. Now, I'm guessing it's kind of like... Do you remember Fool's Poker? I think that's what it was called with, with dollar bills and you the serial numbers you would use as your poker hand. No. But maybe I'm totally off base with this. So I, don't know. I don't know. I used to play poker with matchsticks. Oh, okay. Matchsticks? Yeah. Sounds dangerous, Roxy. Up in New Hampshire where I met Tootie the Turtle, me and my grandparents, we would play they didn't poker have with matchsticks. Not M&Ms or peanuts or like... No, we thought it was like, really cool with matchsticks. What was that? Screwballs? Not screwballs. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Littles, yell at me. <laughs> What's the Bill Murray movie? Caddyshack? Meatballs. Meatballs. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> meatballs. They would play poker with peanuts, like the ones in the shell. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Roxy, we got to get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is Ronnie Newmeyer. When I'm not dropping names, I'm dropping in on the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Roxy on the WTFC Podcast Network. See you there. Played in this episode by Brett Wiscons, Loyal Little Brett. He's episode 116. Make sure you go back and check out his episode it's called Hootie and the Who. And this song is called October. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to find all Brett's stuff is at his website, which is just brettwiscons.com. That is B R E T T W I S C O N S.com. And as always, we'll play the full song October. At the end of the podcast. And I see now it's not all in black and white. My eyes are sore, but she gives back my sight. Because I know now the wind howls and why. Oh, to be and not to be, that is her question. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. I'm going to just start with this. I believe I had that. You had it. I had it. Wait, so you're saying this could be like, I know we did this a couple episodes ago where you this said I was you, what? This is a you were right moment. This was a Chuck was right moment. Yep. And they're so far few in between yep. that I, of course, I'm going to gloat about it. <laughs> Let's waste no more time, though. Please welcome to the podcast, Grayson Leahy. Hey, Grayson, how's it going? It's going really well. Now, we're referring to it. I don't remember. It was probably like five or six episodes ago. When you sent us a nice email, yeah. and Roxy had some trouble pronouncing the last name. I did. Now, that's usually Chuck's move. Territory. That's my territory. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. And I was like, what? Let me see that. That's so. okay, Chuck. There's a first time for everything. Oh, see, now, now, you're, just, now you're just being, <laughs> you know. Anyway, this is about you, Grayson. Take it away. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. 
All right, my name is Grayson Leahy. I'm from Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree with a major in history and a minor in English. And I'm a massive fan of Tony and getting to be a massive fan of this show as well. I discovered it a little late, but I thoroughly enjoy it. And I've been to 23 countries. There's my fun fact. Wow. wow. Okay. Just well, that's good. So we don't have a bury the lead moment here. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about each one. Go okay. number one. Oh no, I'm just boy. Um, <laughs> well, let's go back though, because okay, so where you we were talking off air about this, so I want to give the listeners an idea. Where exactly are you positioned up there? You're in the Pacific Northwest, right? Essentially, yeah. I'm uh, about four to five hours, depending on how you drive, east of Vancouver. I like that, depending on how you drive. Right. No, I know. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you grow up there and all that? I did. Yeah. I uh, born and raised in Vernon here. Uh, and uh, when I was going into high school, we do high school a little bit differently. We do elementary school from K through 7 uh-huh. and then high school 8 to 12 Okay. because oh. we're not a very big city. And yeah, when I was going into high school, my parents got jobs teaching overseas. So we moved to the Middle East and traveled a whole whack. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So these are little FYI. He did not fill out the form, no. which is fine. Yep. Uh, so this is actually <laughs> going to be a surprise for, for both of us. Chuck and Roxy here as well. Okay. I'm still. So how old were you when that happened? I guess I would have been 12, I think. Okay. Yeah. So around yeah. sixth grade. No, at the end of seventh grade. Yeah. So going into eighth. Yeah. Okay, so you made this move going into high school. Now, what was that like? Because a lot, I don't know how it is up there, eh? But a lot of parents (laughs) down here are very careful about when they make moves because, you know, you're making relationships and stuff like that. What was that like just going into high school but making this crazy move? Well, at the time I was, when they first told me I was pretty upset, admittedly. I was, uh, I don't know, a bit of a little jerk about it as 12 (laughs) and 13-year-olds are wont to do. Yep. But I don't know, I'd, I'd already been kind of used to being separated from school friends a little bit because I was put into a, a late French immersion program. So that was a little bit of separation. So I, that probably made it a little bit easier. But it was, uh, it was a huge change. I was very upset about it early on. And then pretty much as soon as they told me, yeah, we're going to go on a plane and we're going to go all, see all these countries that you've read about since you were four, I started to change my tune a little bit. Okay. So you were always interested in travel? Not necessarily interested in travel, but my mother is a retired English teacher, Mm -hmm. so I read a lot, and I would read things about places and get curious, and their kind of uh, carrot, so to speak, was uh, you get to go see all these places that you've been reading about for years and years, and that got me more excited than just, hey, we're moving to the other side of the world. Say goodbye to your friends. Right, right. (laughs) So how old were you when you formally apologized to your parents because when you realized <laughs> oh my god this is i'm the luckiest sob in the world oh probably uh well after i graduated high school so oh, okay not that long ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know how old you are it's like oh so you're a jerk okay i get it yeah. no yeah, i mean I seriously was, uh, that's, that's a, it's a big deal that's a really big deal so obviously the logical questions are let's go top five what was your top five places that you got to visit oh that's that's really tough. Because of family heritage and my appreciation for my family, I'm going to go Ireland number one. Oh. Okay. Roxy really um, wants to go there. Love that. It's, it is worth it. It is more green than you could possibly imagine. That's what it's amazing. I thought. That's what, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then in no particular order after that, I would probably say Greece, Tanzania, Egypt, and probably Germany. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Now, yeah. when you moved around, how long were you in these spots? Okay, so those were just countries I traveled to. The places we actually lived were in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates and Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How long were you in, in each? I was in Abu Dhabi for two years for my grades eight and nine years Mm -hmm. and in Riyadh for my grade 10 year. And I moved back to finish my uh, last two years of high school here with my friends and my parents stayed to finish the second year of their contract in Riyadh. Oh, wow. Wow. I just can't even imagine. And thanks, Roxy, for asking a very simple question, because I was going to be like, I'm going to sound like an idiot. (laughs) Because I'm just like, what was that like? Like, I I just don't even. So were you with other American students or were you with the students from there? 
It was a mix of everything. They have a, a system of schools over there called the American International Schools, okay. and that's what I was in. They were kind of the most diverse and well-rounded education cool. kind of yeah. deals. So um, they are private schools, so there were a few things about them that I probably shouldn't talk about just because I'll insult somebody who's very powerful somewhere. But um, <laughs> there were a lot of very nice cars dropping people off. Okay. And yeah, it, it was a wonderful education. I got to meet kids from all over the world. In my specific friend group, there were, I don't know, kids from England, Germany, Russia, Spain, South Africa. Actually, there was a family from Kelowna, which is about an hour away from where I am now, wow. which was wow. hilarious. Cool. Yeah. Kids from all over. Wow. And do you still stay in touch with some of them? Some of them, yeah. Not as many as I probably should, but yeah, a few of them we, we keep in contact. There's a few relationships that are basically just happy birthday back and forth every sure, year. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. But wow. Wow. What an experience, especially yeah. as a young person. It definitely changes the way you think as a young person. Yeah. Because coming right. back was almost more of a shock than going over there because you come back and you're like, oh, none of these people thinks the way that I do, but... It is what it is. Yeah. And so what was your favorite touristy thing? Oof, that's there are a lot of weird touristy things that you get to do, but the Great Pyramids was Yeah. It's up there. It's just as many times as you see pictures of it and you see video footage of it, actually being there and looking up at them is Yeah. It's unlike anything else. Yeah. They're my, my, so big. Yeah, yeah. My grandparents went to Egypt. Oh, um, I know that. And when they came back, the pictures, I mean but even yeah. they said, like, the pictures don't do it justice. It's so, so beautiful. Um, it really to is. See, to see that in person. Yeah. The weirdest part about seeing them for me was you can be looking, you know, say you're facing the Sphinx and you're looking up at these beautiful pyramids. And then you turn around and there's a little strip mall with a KFC in it, like uh, 20 wait, yards behind you. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, well, I'm it's a massive surprised. tourist spot, right? Yeah, so sure. there's all kinds of everything there. Oh, yeah. I would never even... Think about yeah. that. So that yeah, was, th was going to be one of my next questions was, did you get to see the Sphinx? Because that to me oh, yeah. would be the I coolest. got to see at night they do a, uh, it's like a laser light show what? around the Sphinx. Yeah, it's it's a touristy <sighs> thing, but so it's modernized. really cool. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's so dis depressing and disheartening to hear. I have to be honest. Well, like, it, yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. But that's so it's funny. cool. Yeah, of well, course. Yeah. When I got to go to Paris and I saw the Eiffel Tower for the first time, the yeah. light show they do at night, I was just like, really? I was, <laughs> I don't know. It's a little cheesy, but. Yes, very it's, cheesy. For one of the top five tourist destinations on earth, they're going to have to do some stuff. Yeah, right. I it's guess. not all going to be great. You can't hit a home run every swing, right? <laughs> I mean, True. I guess, but I'm True. just so glad that they don't do that. I mean, yes, the Empire State Building like lights up different colors. And yes, on the 4th yeah. of July now, they shoot oh, fireworks yeah. off the top, which is kind of scary in a way. But Oh, I did not know bit. that. that yeah, is they scary. do. They're, they're not as big as the ones they put out on the river. Yeah, but yeah. they're like firecrackers. Well, no, they're bigger okay. than firecrackers because they shoot <laughs> up in the air. But I mean, as far as like they're not the massive fireworks. Well, yeah. And then same thing. I'm surprised, honestly, that they don't do something like that with the Statue of Liberty. But even if they did, I'm glad they yeah. don't do it 20 times a night. Right. Like they do. The right. others, you know, because I think it's on a timer. It's kind of like it reminded me of Vegas. Vegas, you know, like the Bellagio, they do the fountains like yeah. at once every hour. And they have all these shows yeah. once every hour kind of thing. What? Um, I'm mm. just curious. What year were you in Egypt? Ooh, I went a couple of times. So okay. that would have been probably 2000 five or six oh, okay. and then again in late 2007 early 2008 yeah well this is yeah. now i wish my grandparents were still alive because i would totally ask them because they went in back in the 90s mid 90s oh, yeah. i think and yeah. so i i oh i wish i would have thought to ask like what <laughs> or maybe there were pictures i don't remember i just what remember, was their favorite fast food restaurant well, no, next just to the what, sphinx what <laughs> was there because i i just imagine it being this desert with nothing right that's that what you, i was like, thinking take an excursion to exactly. go see yes but if there's i mean it makes sense they have to have food available to people yeah but i've been to places like sort of i would think that like athens uh -huh. i've been to greece a couple times and like it's untouched well i mean you don't turn around and there's a kfc <laughs> no you know, I mean, you have to walk down the big hill. That's so interesting. I, you know? yeah, yeah, I'm just curious, like, how sure, how it got built up and kind of when it got built up. Yeah. I think probably it would have been the, you know, late 90s, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Because it was not really a strip mall. It was converted older buildings that they'd updated yep. and moved well, a couple. I understand. You know, it's their version of a strip mall. I yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's just yeah. so cool, though. 
And just to see them, oh, that'd oh yeah, be that would be amazing. That'd but be that, amazing. that's really just, dis- yeah, that <laughs> kind of pisses me off, if <laughs> I'm being honest. But that's okay. Poor Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Ruined it for me. That's going to be everywhere. Oh, no. no, but, you know, if we ever get there, I'm sure I'll be so thankful. Oh, you, you will be I mean? very I'll thankful. Be like, okay, it's so freaking hot. Because Chuck here doesn't do, yeah, Chuck here doesn't do international yeah. travel very well. Uh, that's why we like the cruises, because... Yeah. You know, you can go out, you can see, you can explore, you can experience the different cultures and the food, especially that's his biggest thing. But then you always know if you don't like something when you're out coming back home, you come back to the boat and you can get a burger or a pizza or, you know, a steak, how you know it from living here. So, you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds in that sense with cruises. But even though all the listeners are making fun of us, I know. But yeah, I mean, you will be grateful if we go to Egypt and you see a KFC and you've experienced other things, but you really need a KFC. Right. So. (laughs) So since we're here, traditional or extra crispy, what do you prefer? (laughs) Uh... I'm going to go extra crispy. Excellent. All right. right. I knew I liked this guy. All right. So now let's get back to, okay, so you came home. I noticed you snuck in there by yourself. Yeah. For a couple of years, you said? Just one year, my grade 11 year of high school. Okay. And how was that party? No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, so then you went to college where you are now, right? Yeah. I uh, stayed living at home for my first year and went to uh, the University of British Columbia's Okanagan campus, which is... Yeah, about a 45 to 60 minute bus ride away. Okay. Okay. And that's because yeah. you missed your parents so much for that year that they were gone? Honestly, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, see? I knew oh. it. Yeah. See? Yeah, and then my actually I think it wasn't until my third year that I moved into the dorms and then moved into an apartment after that and I uh flunked out once and couldn't afford another time. So technically I got kicked out twice and it took me 8 years to get my 4-year degree. <laughs> Wow. All right, so we're just going to call you you Tommy Boy. But you stuck with it. (laughs) But you stuck with it, right. I did, yeah. I kept going back even when they uh, didn't want me to, but I was determined to get that uh, that degree. That's great. And you said your majors were English? I majored in history and minored in English. Okay, majored in history. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, this is just Yeah, you mentioned Tommy Boy there. Yeah. And uh, my brother's graduation gift to me was... (laughs) He had a custom printed T-shirt that has that scene from Tommy Boy on it. <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, and on the other side it says, "Brothers got a hug." Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Classic. Did you see the sequel? Well, it's not really a sequel, but they tried to turn it out to. It's called Black Sheep. Uh, I don't believe I did. Not no. so good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll stay weird. away from that one. Yeah. Well, like I said, it wasn't like Tommy Boy Two. But it basically yeah. was the same movie, same characters, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not so much. But all right. Well, listen, we obviously have a lot more to get into because we haven't even gotten into the fandom and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, let's take a quick break. But we'll be right back with Meet the Little. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are here with Grayson. Leahy. Yay, Roxy got it there right. There we All go. Right. I did it. You like how I poured salt in that wound? I know. No, that's great. That's <laughs> no, great. you pointed at me, and I went, I kind of She didn't know what I wanted stopped. you to do. Yeah. Well, you assumed I wanted you to say his last name. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Grayson, <laughs> shall we? How did you become a little? Uh, through PTI. Okay. I think uh, Tony mentioned his, he was still a radio show that he turned into a podcast. Right. So gotcha. I think but, he mentioned it, said someone was on his radio show and I went, Oh, I wonder if it's a podcast. And there it was. Yeah. Now let's talk about PTI though. Cause it's really weird. Cause when I travel, it's so annoying sometimes. Cause a lot of times though, I'll be at the gym at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. did you tape it? Like, how did you, it's on it? What? One thirty there? Two thirty. Two thirty. Yep. That's so weird to me. I would love that here, but yeah. unfortunately it's yeah. five thirty. Well, every day now I tape around the horn and PTI. So okay. yep. The first time I watched it, I probably had stayed home sick from school and was just scanning through the various sports channels. And I saw, hey, those guys argue like my idiot friends and I, so I'll watch that. Nice. Yep, exactly. (laughs) It's so funny. And I love telling people like that basically Tony and Wilbon created that whole format. Yeah, right. They really did. Like when they they talk about Skip Bayless and all these other jokers, I'm like, you you realize that they're like the Phil Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael. Of talk shows. You know what I mean? Uh, do you even get those references? Believe it or not, I do. Okay. Yeah. Roxy's looking nope. clueless over here. 
anyway, they were like the <laughs> no original No first-hand talk. experience, but yeah, I know right. They were the original daytime talk. Like, gotcha. Right. Anyway, okay. So now let's get into something what I think can be interesting. Your fandom. Now, I'm not going to be yes. stupid and not ask you what your favorite sport is because we're going to assume that's hockey. I've been trained you that way. You know what they say. I am a, I'm a bad Canadian. Hockey is not oh, my favorite. Oh, all right. I knew we were going to like you. No, because right. <laughs> yeah. no, I got yelled at one day because I asked them, like, what's your favorite sport? And I think it was Eric Barnes episode. I don't have it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but he like yelled at me. He's like, how could you even ask that question? So, yeah, I wasn't going to be stupid, but I like. I like where this is going. So where's your <laughs> fandom lie? What's your favorite sport? Because you're like up there. I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere, but, you know. Well, not quite. No. There's definitely not much baseball up in that area. Well, I mean, I guess, how far are you from Seattle? I'm not too sure. So four or five hours from okay. Vancouver, yeah. probably seven-ish hours from Seattle. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to many games down there, I'm guessing. No, we have uh, actually a really good college baseball team over in Kelowna that my friend used to play for so i've gone to a couple of their games all right excellent. and then the uh minor league team would be the vancouver canadians would be the closest big one right gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah. all right so is baseball your favorite sport or what's your favorite sport it's a tie between baseball and football okay oh, okay yeah i grew up playing baseball so i i've loved it since i was god i don't know three okay and then golf would be up there too okay so, excellent yeah that must be hard though you don't get to play much golf up there except in the summer right not really, actually. Golf courses open uh, early to mid-April, depending okay. on the weather, okay. and then they don't close until November. So. Oh, oh wow. great! That's a good season. Yeah. That's like, yeah. That's like up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very south in Canada, so we get okay. pretty good weather. It's yeah. gotcha. Basically, like uh, the weather in Washington or Oregon. Okay. For the most part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now, can we go back for a second? Forgive my. I, I don't really know much about it. it. The Canadian Football League. Is that what you follow? Not as much as the NFL, but I do like oh, it. Okay. We're already into our preseason for CFL yeah. football. Okay. The, uh, BC Lions got their first win recently, so that was a good start. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. excellent. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your favorite NFL team then? The Miami Dolphins. Whoa. Okay. Couldn't be further. That's the farthest. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's... You put that in the email. I did, yeah. Because Ritz was going on about that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, yeah, wow. Yeah, he was, he was shocked, and I really enjoyed that yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ritz gets shocked a lot. Yeah. To, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so how did that happen? It began with the pettiness of my older brother. Okay. Um, okay. My brother is roughly 14 years older than I am, and when he was in, I guess, late elementary, early high school, he had a friend who was a massive Bills fan, uh. and... I'm not entirely sure how he ended up on it. He didn't go with the Pats or the Jets, but he wanted a team in the same division, and he picked the Dolphins just to throw it in his buddy's face. Mm. So by the time I became aware of football, he was deeply entrenched in this fandom. Okay. And I think Ace Ventura had happened by then, so he was even more in love with it. And I think probably because he was so much older than me, I kind of latched onto that one thing we really had in common. Yeah. And... Yeah, the fandom just grew and grew and grew. And then I think probably having Tom Brady in the same division for a long time just made me that much more passionate because I hated, hated being in the same division as the Patriots. <laughs> of course you did. But, uh, yeah, no, I am I can look around my, uh, my little apartment here and probably count at least 20 things with the Dolphins logo on it. Nice. Wow. Well, that's great. Now, that's very a very sweet story. I thought it was totally going in a different direction. Yeah, I know. I totally thought you were going to say, so my brother's a Bills fan, so I was like, screw uh, him. I'm going to be a Dolphins right. fan. Right. <laughs> nope. Um, we are uh, long-suffering together on that one. All right. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, like, before we get to the fun, dumb questions, did I forget anything? Oh, yeah, you did. What? Okay, we have to talk about the rings. Oh, yeah. Off air, you brought up this thing that you have, or you tried to get replica rings? Uh, I'm actually not sure if I succeeded or not. It was a Christmas present to my brother, and uh, I found a really nice pair of Miami Dolphins replica championship rings. And I'll have to check in with him whether or not that I actually got him them or not, but I remember the search for them was uh, a bit of a hassle. I found one place that was really really expensive and then i found another place that was way too cheap and it took me probably a good month to find somewhere that had reasonably priced and you know reasonably good looking rings so. right 
Yeah. I'll yeah, I'll have to check in with them and see if I actually did send them those. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually got those. I'm sure we're talking about the same replica rings for all yeah. the Red Sox mm-hmm. World Series. And I got uh, my nephew one of them. I think I got him a 2004 one. Yeah. The funny part is, though, I actually almost went there in 2004. You did. Oh, I, really? Uh, yeah, I almost went there. Well, because at the time, it was my height of touring nonstop. I was probably yeah. on my... 15th tour out of what ended up being like 20 tours. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about touring is you don't spend, uh, well, you can spend a lot of money, especially, you know, in the bar, stuff like that. But I I never did that. So I didn't have, I wasn't paying rent. I didn't have a car payment, didn't have anything like that. So I'm like, what's six grand? I could actually have an actual (laughs) 2004 World Series ring. I think it was six grand is what they were asking for them. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. It's insane though, right? I mean, I, I just couldn't stomach it. It is, but at the same time, if you say break that six thousand dollars into every year they didn't win, doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> true. That's true. True. You know, and I'm not doing this purely to like gloat here, but now that they've won so <laughs> many past, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although again, I would have no place to put these things because of where we live, but except in storage. But I did also. Yeah. I was so angry because I don't know if you remember this. In 2005 is when they imploded the St. Louis ballpark yeah and they built the new oh one. yeah mm-hmm. okay right. and i'm like really we finally win a freaking world series after 86 years and the place that did it you implode it i was so angry <laughs> but i almost bought seats yeah now those were much mm-hmm. more yeah. re- i say reasonably priced i think they were like 500 dollars a piece mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a lot less than six thousand yeah exactly so i thought i could still have a piece of history yeah but yet yeah. i don't know i didn't end up doing it because i'm like i have no place to well except in storage i could store them somewhere and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're running out of time, Grayson, already. So can we get oh, to, no. we got to get some fun, dumb questions, right? Let's do it. All right, Roxy, what's first? What is your favorite childhood memory? Probably going golfing with my grandfather as like a four and five year old, I think, oh, would wow. be up there. I still remember there was uh, one moment where he was very, very upset with me because uh, there was one hole. I got a birdie on it before he did. And <laughs> oh, he wow. was. He was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> He'll start calling you Bootsy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? I'm going to say Ulysses Grant before he was president. Okay, okay interesting. That's very specific. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And not just because of the amount of uh, good whiskey he'd have booting around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent. All right, if you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? So it would be an exact tie between the Tragically Hip, because I'm a good Canadian and I love every single one of their songs, and the Wu-Tang Clan. Ah. Okay. But you said good Canadian. No bare naked ladies? Come on, man. (laughs) I feel like they'd be a bit of a downer to party with. Things got really dark for them for a while. Mm, Okay. Fair enough. But that is the band that also would grill hot dogs, right? During their concert? What? I believe so, yeah. yeah they would I think grill they hot would. dogs downstage. Roxy knows <laughs> yeah. what I mean. And they would yeah. hand them to the fans. Whoa. As the, yeah. Oh, I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Wait, that's cool. That's, a, wow. that's almost as good a way to draw in fans as naming your band the Bare Naked Ladies. Right. That's true. Right. That's, that's true. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's a, that's a, yeah. That's, good that's, point. That's good. Good point. <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite period of time in history that you liked? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. She Ooh. asked the, the, like, they're good questions. See, that me, is a great like, question. Well, he was a history major, yeah. so that makes complete I was. sense. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like anywhere from the 20s through early 50s. Whoa. Yeah, I would, uh, you know what? The 20s in Paris. Okay. That sounds... Fun? Yeah. At the very least, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Get to, you know, run away from a fight with Hemingway. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. What's the one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? Happy Gilmore. Yes. Nice. Great. Yeah. Great. All right, Roxy, let's end with some rapid fire. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. All right. This might be interesting. Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family? Ooh, Brady Bunch. Okay, so you know both, though. I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Obviously, I didn't see them. Right, not in... First time they aired, yeah. but uh, I've seen bits and pieces of yeah. each, yeah. 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 All right, single yeah. sink or double sink? Double sink. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I have a single sink now, and I wish I had a double sink. Okay. 
Interesting. It's probably a small single sink. Relax, Roxy. (laughs) Take a breath. It's it's tiny. Yeah. See? (laughs) See? I understand. But what if it was a massive Well, no, of course. Sink. That's a totally different That's a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get out of here. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Good. All right. Excellent. See, we saved it. Yes. We saved it, Roxy. <laughs> Take a breath. Okay. All right. Grayson, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything we can plug for you? And how can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Nothing to plug. I'm at Grayson Leahy on Instagram and Twitter. If anyone is so inclined to follow that, I'm not very interesting on there, but it's there. All, <laughs> All right. right. Well, give him a nice follow yeah. over there. Now, you did off air throw out there that you did do a podcast. Is mm-hmm. that that's not been for a while? Oh, years and years ago. Yeah, it was a friend of mine from college, and I. They didn't have a sports show on the uh, college radio network, so we just decided to start one after we'd been uh, calling a couple of soccer games together. We went, yeah, we're all right on mic together. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. That's cool. All right. Well, Grayson, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Always. Excellent. See, even up there. All right. (laughs) Okay. Our friends to the north. I love it. All right, Grayson, thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. It was an honor to be on the show. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Sean in Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast from the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Grayson, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Always a good time. Always. Yeah, we always love it when our friends from the North, eh, come on the podcast. (laughs) And so, Roxy, we got a lot of comments and things on our Twitter page and stuff like that, and people were asking us. They were hoping for a Roxy and Chuck sighting, actually, at the Tony Awards last night. That's right. Now, unfortunately, you didn't get that, but what you did get was a bunch of awkward Aaron Rodgers sightings. Oh my gosh. I spotted him and I I couldn't believe my eyes. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. Anywhere but Any, there. I mean like I just can't even put word I hope some of you saw that. You know, you were like, what the hell is he doing there? I'm like, well he's Mr. New York now. I know. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. So I'm they're sure probably telling him you gotta go you gotta to go. everything. You have to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. he I'm sure that's the last mm-hmm. place he wanted to be. <laughs> But anyway, the Hopefully Tony Awards. Hopefully he was entertained a little bit. Hopefully. Hopefully. But I don't know. It was the 76th annual Tony Awards. And overall, I think it was pretty good. Now, we didn't get to watch them live. We had to watch them later. Yeah. Because we were both, you had working. rehearsal, I was working. Uh-huh. And so that was always interesting because you got to kind of have to stay off social media. And yes. That's where I fall. If I don't begrudge people for posting things in real time oh not at all and well because a lot of people complain about it they're like why are you doing spoilers no spo-? and i'm like hello it's your own damn fault if, if you're you on social media yeah and you don't want to know a big event like the super just bowl don't be on there. just don't be on social media yeah you know it's your own fault in my yeah. opinion that's how i so i stayed off i was really good about that mm-hmm. so we missed probably about the first hour and then we had to go back yep and let's talk about, so the big news this year was obviously the writer's strike. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Tony Awards almost didn't happen. Right. They had to come to some... Compromise. Compromises. Yeah, that's the word. And they finally did. And they made a big deal about it. Like the opening scene, that's the first thing they see. You see it says Tony's script and they open it and it's blank pages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I have a, a hot take on all this, but I'm going to get to it in a few seconds. Okay. But l- well, let's talk about the opening number. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I it's the first time in a long time that I've seen dance on display in that way where there was nothing only else. Dance. It was only right dance. because there was no scripted mm-hmm. stuff. So there was no words. Mm-hmm. So they did it through dance. Yes. So I thought that was really clever. Yes. Uh, really good. There I were mean, a couple moments that I didn't quite understand, like the piano. Yeah. But maybe that's just me because I, I'm kind of a little bit removed from the community right now. Mean? But, well, I mean, do we know who that was? No, I don't know who was playing the piano. Um, I mean, she was playing New York State of Mind. Yeah. So, I mean, that made sort of sense. I mean, yeah. there was the Billy Joel show uh, moving out quite a few years ago. Right. But, and also, you know, just New York City. New York. Sure, so I got sure. that. But, yeah, I didn't know who that was playing mm-hmm. it. And there was, some, there was some weirdness. But, I mean, overall, it w- definitely wasn't my favorite all-time opening number. Yeah. But... I thought it was really, really good considering that... I knew three of the ensemble members. Oh, that's right. That. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. Rockettes, right? Mm-hmm. Past yep. Rockettes? Yep. Yeah. So that was good. So that was interesting. And that's that was the theme of the whole night. I did find this article, and it was in Entertainment Weekly, 
And let me give proper credit. It's from Maureen Lee Lenker. I hope I'm saying that right. Anyway, it was kind of a review of the Tony Awards. Okay. And some of them were good, and some mm-hmm. th- she had the best and worst. It okay. was one of those. The, you know how they like do the best and worst. Like a cheers and But this wasn't best like and worst TV dressed. This, right. <laughs> this was best and worst of the Tony like Awards. Like moments, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is not all of them, full okay. disclosure. I, there was a long list in the article. So I picked out a few I thought we could talk about. The first one was she thought the best, th- one of the best things was the unscripted opening. Yes. Now, here's my hot take. I got to be honest. Throughout the entire night, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is because the reason I picked this article is I have to be honest, I agreed almost with everything on yeah. this list. Not everything, but yeah. a lot of it. And I love that for many reasons. And I'm going to get to why in a second. Okay. But that was her first best. The first worst. And I agree again, 100%. Lifetime Achievement Awards were held in the pre-show. I hate that. Okay. So Littles, I don't I know if you that. know this. What they do with the Tony Awards is you always have to go to a different channel to watch the first hour. Mm-hmm. And then the main broadcast of two hours is on like CBS or one right, of the main networks. Right. It's not like the Oscars, unfortunately. Right. I'm not sure if it's because of advertising money. It must be. It always comes back to money. We know mm-hmm. that. But you had this time you had to go to Pluto. You had to have Pluto TV to watch the first yeah, which hour. which not everyone has. Right. Well, that's the point. It used to be on PBS. Right. And then they would switch over to CBS or right. whoever did it. But this year, I mean, it was just insulting. It really was. Two of Broadway legends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joel Gray. Yep. And John Kander were given yep. the Lifetime Achievement Awards. Yeah. And it and, was not televised. And Well, it was, but it was on Pluto. You had yeah. to go to Pluto. Now, during the main section, they did bring them out and just kind of did a quick little... Yeah, they walked on, they walked off. Well, they did the opening to... Was it Chicago? Yeah. Remember? Because you hated it because it had What's-Her-Name in it. Oh, yeah. Well, but... What is your beef with her? You know... Who is it again? (sighs) Julianne Hough. Oh, Julianne Hough. Roxy does not like... I do not, not and I do. I'm not a fan of her brother either. Probably because they all had to do with Dancing with the Stars, right? They were both on Dancing with the Stars, and yes, they are fantastic dancers. But you know, I've heard some things, and you have to. I don't want to necessarily make judgment, but from various sources that I would, I would find credible sources. Before you say something, you shouldn't say. So So, you know, I'm just sick of them. (laughs) That's it. She's had enough. Basta. Enough. Okay. Anyway, so they did a quick little thing, but they didn't let them speak at all. And so my point is that that was a big no-no. Okay. Yeah. Then let's go back to the best. And this is another one. Because we didn't have to sit through one of the hosts or multiple hosts doing this stupid banter, making fun of people sitting in the front row mm-hmm. or whoever, and mm-hmm. this one did this, or there were no politics. Well, there yeah. was a little bit of politics, obviously. Yeah. But that's with the speeches. Right. But all know. of this is not to say that the writers are not appreciated. Oh, my. Well, because the writers well, are the ones that write these scripts, okay. and they're the ones that are fighting for yes. their rights, basically. But, but I but it did say. it did flow a lot. Well, easier and more naturally, And I'm getting I think. to our next best mm-hmm. was they put the clips back in from the plays. Yeah. They normally don't show clips from the right. best plays nominated for best play. Mm-hmm. And I've really had a problem with that for years. Roxy, I told you I have a hot take. I got to be honest. Yeah. I kind of liked it unscripted. Sure. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be fighting for the writers because, right. hello, how much TV do I watch? <laughs> you I know. know what I, mean? I know. So I- I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in the award shows, mm-hmm. maybe... Because I got to be honest, a lot of those times when those people come out and they start this scripted banter. It's very unnatural. It's very unnatural. And I hate it because then they cut out things that I like. And this was one of them. Clips from the plays. They added them this year. Really great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we go to the worst. Now, this one I sort of got. A lot of you might not understand. It was from the Into the Woods song choice. Okay. Okay. That's going to bring me to an email that we got. Okay. Okay. So... They did It Takes Two from Mm -hmm. Into the Woods. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, that's a duet. Now, it made sense to me, though, because those two people were nominated for an award. Right. Okay, so that is why it made sense to me. This is one of the ones on the list here that I don't necessarily yeah. agree with. But they didn't do that with any of the other, with the other shows. They did production numbers where, yes, so certain people well, were nominated who were part of it, but they had the ensemble. Right. And normally, you want to present your best foot forward for national TV because you want people to buy tickets <laughs> the to Neil Diamond musical. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, they did, you know, sweet Caroline, of course, that's all of we're going to say about that. Of course. Okay. <laughs> but like I said, I sort of get 
why they did it. Now, yeah. So while we were watching the event, we actually got an email or a tweet, whatever it was, from Brad Phillips, episode 184. Yes. Is that what you said? Okay. And it says, so stupid question. First of all, there are no stupid questions. No. Do nominated shows get to perform whatever song they want to, or are they told what to perform by the Tonys? And honestly, we, full disclosure, we weren't entirely sure. Yeah, it's a very good question. It's a very good question. And we think it's a little bit of both, mm-hmm. a little bit, but we do think that it's more the show. Basically, you have a choice. Are you going to do the big 10 o'clock number, the production number, the 11 o'clock number, <laughs> whichever year you're talking about? Yep, yep. Or are you going to do like a medley of songs? Right. To try to highlight little bits right. of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that could depend on the, the amount of time the particular show has to rehearse right. said medley right. and all of that. But yeah. also how much time they have allotted for being on stage right. in exactly. that moment. Yep. So well, a little bit of both. We get back to the list. Another best. Sweeney Todd proves why we should all attend its tale, it says. And it was. <laughs> it was one of the best performances. I thought one of the best performances. I, full disclosure, I've seen the show. You haven't yet. Right. I and loved I'm dying it. to. It was really good. I mainly, thought I was going to marry Josh Groban years ago. <laughs> but mainly because it has a 26-piece orchestra. It does. They don't do that on Broadway no. anymore. They just don't. Phantom was the biggest. Now it's closed. Now I think this would be the biggest. Yeah. And it's just uh, maybe wicked. But it, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. And with a huge ensemble. Yes. And it was just so great. Yes. They did a great job. So yes. that was one of the best. Then another one of the worst. Uh-oh. A lot of people won't understand this. Cutting off Jason Robert Brown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This was He should have spoken first. Well, okay, so let's fill them in. I feel bad because back in 1998-99 season, Mm -hmm. there was a little show called Parade, Mm -hmm. okay, that basically flopped. Yep. It just didn't find its audience right away, and it just didn't have the support, and it just didn't, it just flopped. Yep. It was very short-lived. But so many people listened to the recording. They loved the show. They loved mm-hmm. the music, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they decided to do a... It wasn't even really a revival. It was at City Encores, where you've performed City before. Center, yeah. City mm-hmm. Center, And there they do like a staged... It's hard to explain. The orchestra's on stage, and they do a minimal staging with minimal set pieces yeah, and things we're, like that. Yeah, we're there holding black binders with our script and score, yeah, um, yeah. unless you're dancing, right. in my case, when I perform there. But it's a staged reading. Yeah, but with... But like costumes, with costumes and, sets. and not sets, big sets. They're just like it's minimal. Like you know, you'll have like desks and chairs mm-hmm. and things like that. But, but we, not. as the actors, are not required to be off book. Right, right. For the well, whole now thing. when it moved, yeah, it was so well received. The par- it was a parade quote revival. Yeah, they immediately it sold out like within seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, from when the tickets went on sale, and they usually only do one weekend of five or six shows, maybe. Yep. And so they immediately, of course, money. Answer to everything. <laughs> they immediately found a Broadway house. They transferred it. It's now been running Fully. all spring, and it's doing really well. They say it's going to close in August, but we'll see. I have a feeling now because it yeah. won Best uh, Revival of a Musical, mm-hmm. and it took home a lot of the – it won Best Director mm-hmm. of a Musical. Mm-hmm. It, it won a lot of the uh, big awards. Yes. Not the biggest, but it won – well, that is the biggest that they can win. Yeah. Because now all we have to do is get them a softball championship in the Broadway show league. Yes. And they'll be all set. And yeah. Chuck here is going to try to help them do that. Uh-huh. So. so obviously we're a little partial. We were kind of pulling for them, even right. though I loved Sweeney Todd. Yeah. But it's nice to see people that you play softball with sure, up there accepting sure. awards and stuff like that. Okay, so now we have to go back to this situation where – so they win Best Revival. Yep. They go up. And, I, of course, the one who puts the money up, the producer, gets mm-hmm. to talk first, I guess. Then somebody else talked. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, the funny thing is, Roxy, they didn't really talk that long, I felt like. No, they didn't. So it, I don't know. No, it took everyone forever to get up yeah. on the stupid stage. The, don't even get us started on that. Ugh. Why they have 45, 50 people coming up on stage, I don't know. But the point is, as soon as he went up to start talking. They cut him off. They cut him off and played him off. And it was just, that's, I mean, he wrote the show. Yes. That's he, Jason Robert Brown. It's his music. He wrote the show. That's Jason Robert <laughs> Brown. And I'm not even a huge fan, if I'm being honest. I mean, and his stuff is really difficult. Yeah, his stuff it's is, It's very yeah. challenging to play. It's very challenging to he sing. He wrote Bridges of Madison County mm-hmm. and a couple other big mm-hmm. shows, you know? And it's just yeah. like, I'm just like, eh. But, I mean, still, he wrote the freaking show. Let yes. Him, let him say his thank yous or who I, he wants to acknowledge. That you know? was a catastrophe. So anyway, that was that. So just a, the big winner of the night was Kimberly Akimbo. Yeah. Uh, we saw that. We did and we loved it. We were second it. row. Yeah, it was, great. it was amazing. We don't want to give too much away. We talked about it, though, actually, on one of our episodes. Yeah, Victoria to go back. Clark, she was incredible. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, she won Best Actress yep. in a Leading Role. And then, so I guess the biggest other thing, just to list them off, Top Dog Underdog won Best Revival of a Play. Uh-huh. Kenny Leon directed that. Yep. Which was, I was kind of rooting for him. Yep. He's the one that did Soldier's Play, the one I was working on. Casey Nicola won Best Choreography for Some Like It Hot. Yes. Now the names. Sean Hayes won Best Actor yeah. in a Play. That was kind of exciting. For Goodnight Oscar, uh-huh. I hear he's wonderful. I haven't seen it. He plays concert piano on stage. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of, because I listened to Smartless, the other podcast yeah, that he right, has, right. that they were talking about it. And, uh, you know, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, they were talking about, you know, going to the opening and yeah. stuff like that. You know, like we said, Kimberly Akimbo was the big winner. Yeah. Best musical, best book of a musical, best score. Yep. Pretty much yep. across the board. There was a lot of good stuff this yeah. season. So. so Anyway, that's our Tony's wrap up. We hope we didn't bore you too much. <laughs> But, you know, like we said, we got a lot of people asking about it. And sure. So we thought we'd uh, wrap the episode and up yeah, with no, that. Yeah, no, we were not there. We but were on our couch. Yes, we were on our couch. <laughs> but we're not going to leave today, Roxy, without first another email. Okay. I'm going to start it. It just says, and I'm back. Whoa. Unbelievably, I upgraded my security on my work computer and poof, I lost access to the ability to listen to the pod via the link on this fine website. Then poof again, I lost access to this magical box (laughs) with my personal email already cut off at work. I hit one too many roadblocks. However, I do still listen. And when an email pops into my head, I just can't bring myself to typing it up on my phone. Hence, I am a part-time emailer now, (laughs) which brings up the topic of someone going off Wi-Fi. Recently, I tried to get my phone usage to under an hour a day. Whoa. Holy cow. That's Near impossible. Even though the phone pads the stats by counting time on the phone when notifications come in. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I was able to do it. I haven't felt this proud since I ate 88 chicken nuggets <laughs> on the sixth grade field trip. <laughs> then one by one, my kids' schedules were all on the phone. The bill pay was on the phone. The order forms for purchasing yearbooks, programs, schoolware were all on the phone. The work email was on the phone and things cascaded out of control. <laughs> But enough about how phone usage is the beginning of the end of civilization. Can we talk about Ritz? He is the what? The falafel eating champion of New York? Is that upstate, allstate, metropolitan, east side? Episode 178, A-B-T-A-H-S. Falafels, it's what's for dinner. Nice. Great email. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah, we have to get in touch with Ritz. We do. We were going to try and have him on this episode, but we just didn't have time to reach out and Mm -hmm. get that because we got to find out about that. Yeah. Yeah, we got to figure that out. But in the meantime, we have to get ready for Jingle Fest. Uh huh. We're very excited. It's just about a week and a half away. All the events. Except we're claiming it's going to start a week from today because we're kicking off the week with a very special. Loyal Littles podcast episode next Tuesday. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll have one this weekend as well, as we Mm -hmm. always do. But you're not going to want to miss it. Tuesday, we'll start with the Loyal Littles podcast. Then we got the Wednesday baseball game at Nationals Park. Yes. Then we've got the Thursday, they're hitting rock bottom or something Uh like that. Then Uh Friday, golf. Golf, Friday, Friday. hang. Mingle fest. Then jingle. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best weekend. I can't wait. Roxy, let's get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. That's all you have to do. Everything's there, including the tab for Jingle Fest. Yes. 2023. Just just go go there. there. And remember, if you need a book, go to aaronsbooks.com. And the most important thing is when you're checking out in the comment section, don't forget to use the code. Use the code. Bye. Uh, I'm going to go extra crispy.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Before he was president. Oh, yeah.